on the virtual Bible study tonight, we want to talk about the idea that we can see the Bible alike. A lot of folks in the religious world today are telling us that you can't see the Bible alike. You can't understand what God wants you to know from the scriptures. And we believe the Bible tells us exactly the dif- a different story than that, that you can understand what the Bible says and what God wants from you. We're going to look at that important topic on the virtual Bible study tonight. And we're going to get started right now. It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, Internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 93 93- one three eight one four five six seven or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com we hope you'll take out your bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of god's word on this edition of the virtual bible study and we welcome you to the virtual bible study this is the virtual bible study for thursday september 9th 2021 thank you for joining us on the program tonight uh we're sorry for the uh, late start there had a little slow computer issues but we're up and running now my name is jacob gwynn my father greg gwynn is out of town tonight and in his spot uh Josh McCord is here. Josh, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Jacob. Glad that you're here. Yep. Look forward to studying the Bible with you. And Kyle's behind the controls. Uh, Kyle, welcome to the program. It's good to be here. Glad that you're here. And glad that you're on the other end of the line tonight, and we look forward to hearing from you. You can make the program better by giving us a call at 877-381-4567. Email questions at collegeview.com. Josh, you can man the emails tonight. I'll do my best. And uh, the chat window to the bottom of your video feed is the most common way that people participate in the program. Sign in there. You don't even have to use your real name. You can use a pseudonym, or you can let the system assign you a, a username all by itself. And you can be logged in and signing and chatting with other listeners on the program tonight. We'd love to hear from you on the program. We're talking about this idea tonight that People are saying you can't understand the Bible alike, that you're going to have to agree to disagree. Ever heard that, Josh? Uh-huh. You've got to agree to disagree. Uh-huh. Well, you see it your way, I'll see it mine. Right. you got your truth, i got mine. That's what, that's, what the, that's what the Bible says to you, but that's not what it says to me. Very common in the religious right. world today. And uh, it's a plague, we believe, a blight uh, that uh, needs to be eradicated. And we can go to the scriptures to show that those ideas are not valid. Yeah, for whatever reason, I, I don't know if it's... Uh, people not just wanting to stand up for what they believe in or w- what the case is, but it's just easier to say, well, if you see it that way, that's fine. You're okay, and I'll see it this way, and I'll be okay, and we'll all be okay. Yeah. Uh, so what, for whatever reason, it is popular today. It certainly is, and I think it's probably popular because it doesn't require any action on my part. If uh, if I say, well, the Bible's just sort of fuzzy, and if I can just sort of explain away the things that I don't like in the Bible, and you may say, well, they're clear, that's what it says, but that's not, that's not what I want to do, then mm-hmm. I say, well, we just can't understand what the Bible wants. Yeah. Well, maybe we really can, and maybe I really know that we can, but if I admit that you can't understand the Bible, then that means I'm going to have to Yeah, act. I know what it tells me to do. Yeah. I don't really want to have to do that. Yeah, so let's just make it fuzzy. Let's, let's, let's make it more difficult than it really is. 877-381-4567 is the way you can contact us tonight. We asked some questions earlier today that we want to talk about tonight. Number one, we asked, what are the implications of claiming that the Bible is impossible, that it's impossible to come to understanding of uh, what the Bible teaches, possible to come to a common understanding? What are the implications of that? I think that has some implications on the Bible itself, and 
it ultimately has some implications on God. We'll talk about that. We, then we ask, what are some passages from the Bible that make no sense if it's impossible for us to see the Bible alike? And then number three, if the Bible can be understood, what are some things that keep people from seeing and accepting the truths of God's Word? And then the last thing we want to look at tonight, if, if the Bible can be understood, what does that tell us about denominationalism and the division that we see in the religious world today? We want to talk about those issues and those questions on the program tonight. Lots of listener feedback tonight, uh, and we want yours as well as we talk about this. So, Josh, uh, first up, um, what does it say about the Bible if someone says, well, we just can't see the Bible alike? You have your you have your understanding of it. I have mine. What does that say about the Bible? Well, I mean, I I think people are just saying the Bible is useless. I mean, if we if if we can't understand it, you know, if you and I can't come to an agreement on it, then we might as well just throw it out and not even use it. It's impossible to understand. There's no need to even try to read it or apply it to anything because we just can't understand it. Right. It's sort of a sort of just a futile effort then for us mm-hmm. to even study it because you know, waste of time. Yeah, because I'm not going to be able to understand it. You're not going to nope. be able to stand it. Yep. It's just it's it's sort of like studying, uh, you know, nuclear physics yeah, or something. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's yeah, over for, my head. For a test, you'd know that you won't be able to pass. No. Don't waste any I'm time. I'm never going to be able to figure that stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's serious implications there. And then, what does it say about God? Well, I, I think it for sure says that, you know, so, so all powerful God of heaven was unable to. Reveal His will to us in a way that we could understand it. He couldn't preserve it for us. He couldn't make it simple enough enough for us to understand it. I think that's that's the accusation toward God. If we say it's just impossible yeah, to understand, the, the Creator of my brain and your mm-hmm. brain didn't know how our brains operated, yeah. and He wasn't able to put something in writing that we could understand. Yeah, spoke the world into existence, but yeah. but couldn't give us a, a document that we could understand. Now, I've made that mistake before with young children, even with my kids. Right? I've told them something to do that if, over the head. They didn't mm-hmm. understand what I was saying. Right. Maybe my wife had to check me up and say, you right. know, they didn't get what you just said. Right. Maybe I, Sometimes I do it with jokes, you know. Yeah. I'm, you know, one of those corny <laughs> jokes, and the kids will sort of look yeah. at you like, right. yeah. That would sort of be the equivalent of God here, yeah. right? It, yeah. Writing a, bi- a book mm-hmm. to tell us what mm-hmm. we need to know, and he couldn't get it. On our yeah. level, he couldn't get it to where we could understand yeah. it. But you and I aren't aren't perfect, you know. So we can we can think that some our kids may understand, but they don't. Well, but God is all knowing, and He is perfect, yeah. and so He definitely has the ability. And and it's just actually blasphemous to say that that God couldn't get it done. It is. So we have we have His work here in our hands, mm-hmm. and we say, well, we can't understand it alike. That has some serious implications yeah, on does. God that we I don't think anybody wants to sign up for. Uh, let us know your thoughts uh, tonight. In the chat room, uh, Monty says it would say that God is incompetent. Certainly mm-hmm. it would. Uh, Brian in California references 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33, which says God is not the author of confusion. It would make God the author of confusion if you wrote right. something that people were going to have to understand differently. That That is, that by is default, confusion. the auth- being the author of confusion. Yeah. Uh, good point, Brian. Dwight and Michelle says there are definite Bible absolutes that we have to understand. And Harold is in the chat room. Good to hear from Harold. He says it rejects his omniscience. It certainly it does. does. Yeah. All right. Good good comments. We got some uh, listener feedback here as well. Jim is up in Kentucky. And he says if we cannot all see the Bible alike, then it is going to be impossible for disciples to be in unity. 
Uh, Jesus uh, prayed that we all be one, John 17, verse 21, but we cannot be one if it is not possible for all to have an understanding of God's word. We cannot have fellowship, for this requires all to walk in the light, 1 John 1, verse 7, which may not be possible if others cannot understand how to get into the light, how, can, how to be saved and be added to the Lord, by the Lord to his church. What this says about the Bible is that God did not provide his word in such a way that for man to understand the Bible thus fails to teach us God's will. And then it calls into question God's foreknowledge and his ability to know his own creation with respect to our capabilities and knowledge. Good points there, Jim. All right. Um, Josh, uh, let's see what we have here from... Um, boy, I've got, a, I've got a tickle here. Uh, how about Kent? Do you see Kent there? Take Kent yes. uh, on his. All right. So Kent Bailey says, uh, truth does exist. And such truth exists objectively, separate and apart from the human mind, according to John 8.32. Because of the nature of truth, any and all truth, one must come to an understanding of such. Because one can understand all truth, one can know revealed truth. Not only can one understand truth and know revealed truth, one must also believe and obey such, John 17.17. A denial denial of objective truth, a singularity of such, and the ability to know such is a denial of the nature of the Word of God, 2 Timothy 3.17. Verses 15 to 17 says a denial of objective truth is a rejection of what reveals of what truth reveals about the nature or essence of God. James 1 verses 16 to 18. Think all that. Yeah. Think all that's true. God's word is truth. It claims that for itself. Yeah. It, uh, it, it doesn't work if we can't understand that's it. That's right. And then Grant says um, uh, it says from the Bible what it would say about the Bible if we can't understand what the Bible teaches that we get no clear direction from the Bible that it is futile to study it. It does, it, it does impl- implicate the Bible. It's, it's sort of a worthless document. Yeah, there's no need to waste our time. Can't, I can't at look at I can't go to it and say, this is what I, I'm supposed to do. Right. This is what God wants me to do. Right. It's worthless. Yeah. And Grant says, it says about God that God has provided a revelation to us that cannot be understood alike, and yet we're going to be judged by it. Yeah. Now, there, that, it would make God a... a, a, a just cruel. Un- unjust, cruel and unjust. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give them a standard that I expect them to live by, but it's going to be so confusing that yeah. nobody's going to be able to agree what it is. Yeah. Unbelievable. Thank you, Grant, for that. And then uh, Dwight out in uh, in uh, Iowa tonight uh, says uh, the implications uh, of claiming this would cause confusion and division. The Bible tells us God is not the author of confusion. First Corinthians 14:33, as uh, Brian had mentioned. And also condemns division. Paul says in Ephesians 5.17, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. God expects us to understand his will. Ephesians 4.3-6 says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. And then goes on and lists those ones that we know of there in Ephesians chapter uh, 4, verses 4-6. through 6. It tells us the Bible is not believable, there's no authority in it, and we can do as we please. But it does strip the Bible of its authority, Josh. If I can't look at it as an absolute <laughs> standard... Then it has no authority. It is no yeah. standard. Uh, good. And then if we believe that if we believe that the Bible can't be understood, we're calling God a liar because Titus chapter one verse two says, "In hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began." All right. Good. Uh, appreciate those comments tonight, Dwight. Harold is also in, sent an email tonight, um, and he said it would make God fallible for demanding something that he didn't know could be accomplished as well as make the Lord's Prayer and optimistic dreamer uh, 
for, by praying for unity that could never be uh, obtained. Uh, he references 1 Corinthians 1, 9, and 10, Ephesians 4, 1 through 3, 2 Peter 1, verses 20 and 21, and John 17, 20 through 23. Thank you very much uh, for that. And then Mohan's up in, in, in uh, Illinois, and he says the implications that we cannot see the Bible alike are that God does not want everyone to be saved. The Bible is written in a code, and we can believe and practice anything we feel comfortable with. Well, that's an interesting idea. Uh, it basically opens up the door. The passage is okay. All right. Um, good. Thank you for that, Mohan. All right. I think we're over time for a break. Jo- uh, Joanne's in the chat room. Good to hear from Joanne tonight. Uh, she references Galatians 6, verse 2. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Thank you for that, Joanne. And then Harold says, uh, Harold, Harold in the chat room says he, he meant that it makes the Lord an optimistic dreamer. Yep. All right. Thank you for that. All right. We'll get a break, and then when we get back, we want to continue the discussion. You know, if I take this position that there is no way for us to have a common understanding of the Bible, it makes a lot of passages of the Bible make no sense. What are some passages that you think about in the Bible if we can't be sure what God wants us to know from the Bible? What are some passages that make no sense? Send those in in the chat room uh, while we're in this break, and uh, we'll get your thoughts on the other side. Um, Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study will continue right after this. Don't touch that mouse. The virtual Bible study will be back right after this. Hi, I'm Jeremy Frelix. I'm a member of uh, College View Church of Christ here in Columbia, Tennessee, and I have a few words to say. Occasionally, we hear parents who say that they don't want to force religion on their children. These misguided folks think they're doing their kids a favor by letting them decide for themselves. They're afraid that there will be some resentment in their children later if religion had been crammed down their throats. If we may be absolutely blunt in response, that is one of the most ridiculous ideas anyone ever suggested. We force many things on our children. We insist that they bathe, brush their teeth, change their clothes, etc. We cram education down their throats by making them attend school regularly. We demand that they do their homework. We force them to eat good food, get adequate rest, and do other things that are important to their health and development. We do all of this because we know it is in their best interest, and we do it even when the kids don't like it. Why is it this such a common sense approach is neglected by parents who are determined to let the kids decide for themselves when it comes to religion? Dr. James Dobson writes, There's a critical period when certain kinds of instruction are easier in the life of children. There is a brief period during childhood when youngsters are vulnerable to religious training. Their concepts of right and wrong are formulated during this time, and their views of God begin to solidify. The opportunity of that period must be seized when it is available. The absence or misapplication of instruction through that prime time period may place a severe limitation on the depths of the child's later devotion to God. When parents withhold indoctrination from their small children, allowing them to decide for themselves, the adults are almost guaranteeing that the youngsters will decide in the negative. God's word has always taught us the truth on the subject. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22.6 Here's a quick thought. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 The Apostle tells you to cast all your anxieties on God because he... Talk about burdens lifted. What an amazing thought. The creator of all that is or was or ever will be cares about you. So cast your anxieties on him. 
Seize the day. Use your internet connection for something good. Listen to the virtual Bible study every week. Now, back to the program. And we're back on the program tonight as we look at uh, the idea that we can see the Bible alike. A lot of folks in the religious world today are telling us, you know, you just can't understand the Bible. It's too confusing. Where There's no way that two people could sit down and study the Bible and come with, away with the same conclusion. It's all sort of relative. It's all sort of fuzzy. Um, you know, we're going to just have to agree to disagree. We believe the Bible teaches a lot different picture than that. We looked at the implications of that, what it says about the Bible, what it says about God himself. If he wrote a book that we can't understand, terrible uh, consequences from making that statement and that conclusion about the Bible. And so now what does uh, what are some scriptures that make no sense when it comes to uh, what they say if you can't understand the Bible alike? Ideas, Josh, thoughts? Uh, sure. Deuteronomy 29 and verse 29 uh, it says, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Uh, so Moses in his day uh, said that the things that were revealed belong unto us and our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Moses said the things that God revealed would allow us to be able to do the things that he told us to do. Uh, and so if it's impossible to understand, then than Moses, that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, Deuteronomy 29, verse 29, has two ideas there. One, the idea of something that's secret, right. that you can't understand, right. and, and the idea of something that's revealed that you mm-hmm. can't understand. Mm-hmm. And Moses said God revealed things to people so they could understand them. Yep. Not that they remain secret. Yeah. They can be understood. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, certainly, it makes no sense there in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, if we can't understand the Bible alike. I like what David said about the Bible in Psalm 104. Uh, sorry, sorry, Psalm 119, the psalm all about uh, God's word. Psalm 119, verse 104. Notice what David's conclusion was about the Bible. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way pretty definitive statement by david number one he got understanding from god's word he didn't just get this confused uh, i don't know we'll just have to agree to disagree he got understanding Mm -hmm. and such understanding that he could hate most false ways some false ways every false way he understood by looking to the scriptures every false way there were no questions in david's Mm -hmm. mind he was able to understand the scriptures yeah yeah um I was looking at Isaiah 40, uh, beginning at verse 4, Isaiah 40, verses 4 and 5. So Isaiah prophesied about, actually about uh, today, I mean, the the age that we live in now. Uh, He said, every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Yeah. Uh, So Isaiah prophesied about uh, the crooked being made straight, uh, and all flesh shall see it together. It's kind of interesting. Uh, so the, how could the crooked be made straight if it was just impossible to understand? Well, I mean, uh, what he was saying was is that the, the word of God would be revealed. It would be able to make the crooked straight because you could understand it and you could do it. You could do what it said to do. Uh, and I think it's important, too, in verse 5 of Isaiah 40, where it says, All flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Yeah. So so we can see it alike and we can have unity if we if we just look at it and and 
study and understand it. All right. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeu.com. Brian in California says, Jesus instructs us in John 6, verse 35, who he is and what is uh, granted to those earnestly seeking him. He was the way by which the words of life have come. It doesn't sound very fuzzy to me, does it, Brian? Uh, the words of life, we can understand what God wants us to understand from the Bible. Uh, Kent is down in Calhoun, Georgia. He referenced, he said, biblical teaching makes it very clear that we must study in order to draw conclusions that are set forth in God's revealed truth. Please note the following scriptures, John 4, 23 and 24, John 14, 6 through 11, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, Ephesians 4, 1 through 6, Colossians 3, verse 17, 2 John, verses 9 through 11. Lots of passages that we could look at there, uh, lots uh, that are familiar. Um, the idea uh, that um, in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 10, Paul said he wanted there to be no divisions. How could there not be divisions if I can't understand this? How could there not be? Doesn't make any sense. It, well, Paul had Paul's combating that, and he's using the word to combat it, because the word could be understand. We could come to a common understanding. John four, verses twenty three and twenty four. Uh, this is when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. Uh, you, the hour is coming, and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Uh, how do y'all worship God in spirit and in truth if I don't even know what the truth right. is? Right. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, John, Colossians three verse seventeen. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, by His authority. Right. Well, I I can't understand His authority. We can't see it alike. You do what you 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 do what you want to do. I'll do what I want to do, and we'll both call it being in the name of the Lord. That's impossible. You can't do that. Uh, Dwight and Michelle referenced John seventeen seventeen in the chat room. Uh, Thy word is truth. So appreciate that one as well. Yeah. All right. Um, any other verses there, Josh? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's several to look at. Um, I, I actually, we'll just go to John 17 uh, that they referenced there. Uh, and in John 17, I'll start at verse 17 and read down to verse 21. Uh, John 17, verse 17, beginning, says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them which also believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. I know several people have referenced this prayer of Jesus about unity, uh, but he starts out by saying, God's word is truth. Uh, People can be unified based upon that truth. Uh, And Jesus prayed, and I think Harold referenced he was just optimistic dreamer, but he prayed to the Father that all his uh, followers would be one or be in unity, just as uh, Jesus said that, Father, you you are in me and I in thee, that we, they could be unified like that. Um, but if it's impossible to understand, if the word's impossible to understand, then Jesus wasted his time saying that. He he Actually, he lied saying the word is truth if it's impossible to understand well, and that it would make us uh, unified. And he told us that we need to be believe Mm-hmm. What we're asking for yeah. can be given yeah. to us by God. Yeah. And Jesus did, didn't did do that in that yeah. prayer if he knew that we couldn't understand a lie. Right. Yeah, doesn't make any it, sense. It just makes the whole thing wrong. So these are passages that we're looking at that make no sense if we can't understand the Bible alike. One more from Kent that he references, Second John verses uh, 9 and 10. 
If it, whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ, some versions say whoever transgresses and goes beyond the doctrine of Christ, um, ha, does not have God. And he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house nor uh, greet him, uh, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. How do I how do I know if he's bringing the doctrine or not? Maybe that's just the way he understands it. Maybe that's just his doctrine. That's that's what it means to him. No, John says there's one doctrine, and if he's not teaching it, you don't have anything to do with him. It doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. if it's all fuzzy and we can't know for sure. Mohan's up in Illinois. He says the passages in the Bible that would make no sense uh, if it is impossible for us to see the Bible alike are First Timothy 2, verse 4, where God wants all men to be saved. Well, he, 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 you can't understand what to do to be saved because it's too difficult. But right. he wants all men to be saved. Why would he write a, a, a book that yeah. people, not all men could understand? Right. Excellent point, Mohan. Second uh, Timothy three sixteen and 17, where all Scripture is profitable for doctrine and our daily living. Uh, uh, so he says, well, how could all Scripture be profitable? Yeah. It, it wouldn't be profitable if you couldn't right. understand it, there's no use in it. Right. If you can't understand it, it's not profitable at all. And it says, and that passage says that men would be perfect by it or complete by yeah. it. So, yeah. yeah, that's totally false if it's impossible to understand. Yeah. All right, good. Uh, Harold uh, in the chat room says, We could never understand God's redemptive plan, how that by revelation you made known to me the mystery, as I wrote afore in a few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Yeah. How could you understand if you can't yeah. understand? Yeah. It doesn't, right. it, 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 you can't do I'm that. actually commanded to understand. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, okay, good. Thank you, Harold, for that. And Harold, in his email, referenced 1 Corinthians 1, 9 and 10, the idea of not having divisions. Ephesians 4, 1 through 3, those, those singular things there that, uh, that we talked about in Ephesians chapter 4, um, that we should endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is no unity of the Spirit if the Spirit can't be understood, what he, the Spirit revealed. Second Peter one uh, verses twenty and twenty one, uh, and then um, in Second Peter chapter one twenty and twenty one uh, that there's no that there's no private interpretation of right. prophecy, uh, and then uh, John seventeen twenty through twenty three, which a lot of folks are referencing there. Appreciate those comments tonight, Harold. Dwight and and Michelle out in Iowa, um, uh, Philippians chapter two verses one through five or, or would be meaningless because uh, we're supposed to um, uh, look after uh, be like minded. We're supposed to be like minded. First Corinthians one verse ten, as we looked at. First Peter three verse eight. Finally, all of you be of one mind. Can't do that if we don't can't understand. Romans twelve sixteen. Be of the same mind toward one another. Um, and Ephesians 4, verse 13, uh, till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of fullness of Christ. So yeah. we can't do that. There's no hope for that right. if we if we can't understand it like. Yeah. Well, and, and two two verses that I kind of want to link together. Ephesians 4, was you referenced that. Verse 5 says that there's one faith of, of those seven ones that are mentioned there. One of the things is there's one faith. And Romans 10 and verse 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So there's only one faith. How do I get that faith? Well, by hearing the word of God. Uh, and so it, it all ties together so perfectly yeah. that it can be understood, and we need to understand it, and it will produce faith. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and the, here's what Grant said. Uh, Jesus prayed in John 17, 20 through 21, that, they, that we'd be one. Um, and uh, he says, uh, believers today are to be one as a father and a son are one. This would be accomplished through the written word that is the Bible. 
Uh, notice John 8, verse 29, Jesus states, he, and he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. In this passage, we see that Jesus always did things that are pleasing to the Father. We are to display the same attitude in ourselves that Jesus displayed to the Father. But how do we do this if the Bible does not provide clear direction on what pleases the Father? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how do I know? We can't see it yeah. alike. I don't know if God likes game. this or doesn't like this. Yeah. The Apostle Paul stated in Ephesians 3, 3 through 5, that when we read, we can understand the scriptures. Uh, so how can you understand them if you can't see them alike? And the Apostle Paul states in Ephesians five seventeen, so do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Here we're commanded to understand the scriptures, a command that they be not fuzzy and that they, we, we could see them alike, understand them. And then 2 Timothy 2, verse 15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman that who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. So we've got to handle that word of truth accurately. All right. Uh, and then uh, finally, Jim up in Kentucky uh, says some passages of the Bible that make no sense if we cannot all understand the Bible would be A, John 20, 30, and 31, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. If I cannot understand, then I cannot believe, and I cannot be saved. That makes a good point. Yeah. I mean, John said these were preserved for us, but ah, good luck understanding them. Yeah, they're there, but there's no way in the world you're going to be able to understand them and come to faith. No, that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, Romans ten seventeen. so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If in hearing God's word I cannot understand it, then I cannot have faith. Yeah, if it's, if it's just going to be this cloudy thing that nobody can really understand, how can you get faith from it? And then finally, he references Ephesians 3, verse 5, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. If we cannot understand God's word, even if I read it, uh, then I cannot understand what is taught, and I cannot come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ as Savior. Good points. Good points. All right. Uh, and then uh, we'll get, there's a comment there from Monty. We'll get that on the other side. Um, because we want to get into this idea next of some things that keep us from understanding. So we say that the Bible can be understood. What are some things that would keep us from understanding the scriptures like we should? Because it's clear that people don't understand them, that there is a lot of religious confusion. A lot of people would point to the Bible and say, well, we just can't see it alike. But we believe there's some other causes for that, and it's not the scripture's fault. We'll talk about that when we get back. We'd like to hear your thoughts. We're going to get this week's bullet point, and then we'll take your comments on the other side. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study continues right after this. Have you checked out all of the resources on collegeview.com lately? Check it out now while you listen to these important messages. The virtual Bible study will be right back after this. This is Greg Gwynn with this week's bullet point. It's easy to tell if someone is experienced with hard physical labor. A simple look at their hands will show it. Those who work at such tasks develop thick calluses from the repeated exposure to their work environment. The things that once irritated them and produced sore blisters now no longer hurt them. They have grown accustomed to these abrasives, their bodies have adjusted to them, and there is no more adverse reaction. Sadly, too many Christians have developed a kind of spiritual callousness to the wicked world we live in. We are constantly bombarded by evil of every kind. We see it in person. We read about it. We view it on television. We hear it on the radio. We have unlimited access to it via the Internet and other media. Our neighbors are involved in it. Officials in high office are engaged in it. 
Initially, all of this evil irritates us. We are upset and disgusted by it. But gradually, by long exposure to these things, we become hardened. We've grown accustomed to the evil, and it no longer bothers us. We have adjusted to it all, and there is no more adverse reaction. We can view the immorality and not be shocked by it. We can hear of the perverted deeds and not be repulsed. We are streetwide. We know about illicit sex, drug abuse, and every sort of wickedness. We talk about them with ease. We have become callous. The Lord does not want us to be this way. He desires us to live in holiness and godly sincerity, not in fleshly wisdom. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 12. He urges us to be wise in what is good and innocent in what is evil. Romans 16, verse 19. He commands us to think on things that are pure, lovely, and of good report. Philippians 4, verse 8. Christian, are you keeping yourself unspotted from the world? James 1, 27. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. My name is Cole, and I'm eight years old. My name is Thomas, and I'm seven years old. And our families love to listen to the virtual Bible study. A streaming Bible study. Why didn't I think of that? Now back to the guys. We're back on the virtual Bible study tonight. Reminding this program is brought to you by the College of Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more at thevirtualbiblestudy.com. And uh, there's some videos out there. I don't know. Kyle, would anybody be interested in watching them? There's just a couple uh, on just a the couple. College View live stream. <laughs> oh, that's what it was, the College View live yeah, stream. Yeah, so. I've heard of that before. There's yeah. a, oh, you, yeah, you do there's wanna, a few. You there's do want to check so those out. You can yeah, add to your Bible study. There's some good resources. Yeah, there. good resources and uh, nice production quality there, I have to say. Uh, so uh, check that out, collegeulivestream.com. You can podcast sermons at collegeu.com. You can podcast this program. If you've never been to the website, check it out. Lots of material there. You know, there are some folks, uh, believe it or not, Josh, who may have just found it on uh, like on a podcast uh, app and never been to the website, thevirtualbiblesday.com. A lot of material to look through. A lot of material. Check it out. All right, we're talking about the, the question, can we all see the Bible alike? And um, we're seeing from the scriptures that we can uh, because there's some serious implications about the Bible itself and about God if it is not understandable, if we can't understand it alike. Then we get into the Bible itself and we read it. Uh, there are a lot of verses that make no sense if I can't understand what God wants me to do. Lots of passages that just uh, make absolutely no sense that are just contradictory. Um, and so um, the question now for us to consider is, well, then what would cause me to not be able to understand the Scriptures? Um, you have some ideas? Sure. Well, one of the things that we can talk about is Satan. You know, Satan is the, the enemy of good and is working to, he's seeking whom he may devour. Uh, and uh, in Second Corinthians chapter 4, beginning at verse 3, Paul said, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Uh, so the God of this world, I think he's talking about Satan there, and he's, it says he's blinded the minds of them which believe not. So there are so many distractions out there in the world to, to, to hide the gospel and hide the truth from people. Uh, so it's not that it's impossible to understand, but it's, there's so many distractions out there, and people have given in to those distractions that they're unwilling to see the truth. Yeah, um, it's, uh, and that's a scary thing. That the, dev- yeah. that the devil is trying to blind us, and, and the devil can blind you. Yeah, we've got to be careful. Yeah. We were talking last night at Bible study about uh, some crazy ideas that people were floating along to try and discredit the Bible, just far out, just stupid ideas. Mm-hmm. And the comment was made, well, it's amazing anybody would believe that. Well, the thing is, it's an easy sell 
to sell somebody something that they want to buy. Yeah. Yeah. If I, I want, I, if I want some reason to not believe mm-hmm. the scriptures. Well, it's easy for you to yeah. throw some kind of I'll take whatever you got. some kind of crazy idea. <laughs> like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, let's we'll just throw the whole thing away. Yeah. Right? Because I can be blinded. The devil's trying to yeah. blind me. That's yeah. a scary thought. And he doesn't have to get everybody. But if he can just get a few, then he's 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 happy with that. And he doesn't have to get you to throw the whole Bible away. He yeah. just has to get you That's to right. well. You can't understand that chapter. Right. That one right there, you can't understand that. That's right. It's, it's it's pretty. He just creates confusion and yeah, confusion. All right, all right. Um, that's certainly true. Uh, Monty references Second Peter chapter three verse five, which says some folks willingly forget or willfully forget. Um, you know, some folks try not to understand or or try to put it out of their mind. Willfully do this, uh, and so maybe it's a passive thing. Maybe we've been sort of sold something by the devil that we didn't realize we were buying, or maybe we did it on purpose. Um, and we, maybe we we willfully try and make it more complicated yeah. than this, make it where we can't understand it. Yeah. All right. Uh, error does this. Satan does this, but error does this as well. In Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse ten, beginning, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they may be saved, and for this reason God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Error can cause us uh, to. Uh, not be able to see the scriptures like we should. If we can we can we can thumb our noses at what the Bible says long enough, where we, we get to a point where the scriptures don't make sense to us. They they can't they can't reach us anymore. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, John three verses nineteen and twenty. Jesus commented on this. John three verses nineteen and twenty. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. <clears throat> evil people don't want to see what the scriptures that They hate the light, Jesus said. They right. don't want to come to light because if they understood the scriptures and accepted what the scriptures said, they would condemn themselves, and they don't want to change. And so maybe a prideful thing. They love error so much that they don't want to see what the Scriptures yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's another scary, scary thought. Uh, Timothy in the chat room says, If I abide in the Lord and the Lord abides in me, wouldn't I, uh, wouldn't I will to know the truth? Um, John 17, verse 17 uh, maybe the passage that Timothy is referencing there, John seven, verse sorry, John seven verse seventeen. Uh, John seven verse seventeen talks about those who want to know uh, God's will. John seven seventeen. If anyone wills to do His will, he shall know concerning the doctrine whether it is from God or whether I speak of my own authority. Talks about our heart. There is our heart. Do we want to know God's will? Are we are we committed to knowing it and doing it, or is our heart uh, the problem here? And so thanks for your comment, uh, uh, Timothy. Brian in California references Hosea 4, verse 1. So many don't study and just don't know what they should, how easy it is to be deceived when not girded with the truth. Uh, Let's see, Hosea 1, uh, 4, sorry, Hosea 4, verse 1 says, Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of the of God in the land. That could be said for uh, many in our mm-hmm. society today, and sadly many who claim to be Christians. They don't really know the Lord. There's no desire there. Uh, so they, they, they don't study. And so it's easy for you to believe a lie. It sounds good. 
And, you know, you hear that a lot on some of the televangelists, uh, uh, Josh. They, they're saying stuff that just is a blatant contradiction right. of what the Scriptures teach. I mean, like 180 degrees opposite yeah. of what the Scriptures teach. But it sounds good, yeah. and it sounds scriptural. Right. And if you didn't know the, the, what the Bible said about it, you might buy that. Yeah. But if you knew, if you had studied, you'd realize, well, that sounded good, but that's a bald-faced lie. Yeah, they're making false promises, and, and you know, we're reading the Bible. It says you need to abide in the doctrine of Christ. Yeah. Like, well, getting rich uh, is the, the health and wealth <laughs> yeah. gospel is a lot easier to take. Uh, right. I think God, God does want me to have that promotion. I didn't <laughs> right. realize that, yeah. Right. Oh, he did want me to be a millionaire. <laughs> But I can buy that, Kyle. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the whole, the reflex, the knee-jerk reaction of anybody walking the street, you know, like, you know, judge not. Judge not. No, don't don't judge. Jesus says don't judge. But they didn't know the verses that come directly after that. Right. You know? So, you know, we judge righteously. So, you know. Yeah. So it's, yeah, they don't. They, 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 they don't, they don't, they don't love the light. But we have to make sure that our knowledge is deeper and so we can educate and gently educate these people around us to make sure that they realize that, you know, the Bible does teach these things. Hey, and that's a good point, Kyle, because uh, Jesus came to religious folks who didn't love the light, religious folks who thought that, right. that, uh, that they were right. They weren't, they didn't go to the scriptures to, to, to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Jim in Kentucky says the Bible can be understood. Some things that might keep people from obeying it are, A, a refusal to humble themselves before God. Ego can definitely mm-hmm. get in the way of that. B, a refusal to admit that they were wrong and, or had sinned. You know, that's one of the things. If I if I I'm, may have to eat some humble pie here, I may have, right. to, I may have to say, you know, I did wrong. And I won't have to admit that I did wrong. No, don't do that. <laughs> not me. Everybody else can, but not me. Uh, C, a, re- a realization that in the learning of the uh, uh, that in learning the truth, it requires I change, and some people do not want to change. D, in learning the truth, some realize that the religion they grew up in was wrong. To change would condemn all those relatives and loved ones who went on uh, before you and practiced that religion. E, in learning the truth, I must separate myself from the world and those who would influence me to do wrong, and some folks are unwilling to do this. Lots of good points there mm-hmm. from Jim. Uh, I like that idea of ego. It reminds me of Romans chapter 1, uh, beginning of verse 20. Some folks who had a big problem with their ego, and notice how it, where it got them. It got them to the point where you know, they couldn't see the truth of God's word. Uh, Romans 1, beginning of verse 20. Um, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing them to, professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of God into a uh, glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and, and on 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 it goes. But there's a lot of ego wrapped up in this. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. You know, that's what a lot of the so-called enlightened or wise people of the day are telling us. Well, I'm just so open-minded. I realize that nobody's going to be able to understand this yeah. Bible. I'm, uh, my mind is so so far developed that this stuff here, no way. Right. A lot of what things are going on in Romans chapter one are going on today. Sure. Well, yeah. I, like verse twenty-five, there it says those those folks changed the truth of God into a lie uh, because the things that they were doing are, are just the exact opposite of what God said to do, and that's still happening today. Yeah. Harold chimes in the chat room. He says pride is a powerful in- hindrance. Paul said we need to become fools to be wise. First mm-hmm. Corinthians three verse eighteen. 
Yeah, we've got we've got to get the pride out of our life because it will keep us from seeing the truth of God's word. That's how that that's how you know we don't really see pride for being the, the dangerous thing that it is sometimes. Right. Got to get it out of our lives. Yeah, just Good. need to be humble and submit. Thank to you, the will of God. thank you for that, Harold. Appreciate that. Um, and then uh, we have Grant. Uh, Grant says. Um, John 7, 17 says, if anyone is willing to do his will, he will know the teaching, whether it is of God or whether I speak for myself. There are some who are not willing to do God's will. Therefore, they don't see it, uh, don't understand it. Second Corinthians 4, verse 3, uh, that talks about the God of this world is blinded. We looked at that. Uh, it's blinded the minds of the unbelieving that they may not see. So uh, Satan is doing some blinding. Um, and, um, well, here's some from Dwight and Michelle out in Iowa. Here's, uh, some things, uh, they, they have the same problems in Iowa that we have in Tennessee traditions. Ah, that's not the way we've never done it that way before. That's, we've always done it this way. Well, you may have always been sinning. Doesn't make it right. Just right. because you've always been doing it. Right. Your family, grandma didn't do it this way. Grandpa right. didn't do it this way. Grandma and grandpa don't establish truth. Right. Lack of humility, we talked about that. Lack of knowledge, uh, that's along the lines of what Brian in California had mentioned there. We just don't know how, you know, you can't see it like if you don't know it. Right. Lack of love for the truth, unbelief, all these things can, and more can be examples of people not accepting God's word. Also, we can be deceived in our own hearts to believe a lie, Second Thessalonians 2, verses 10 through 12. Um, and so, yeah, so certainly some things there can blind us. Um, Harold, uh, here's something, some new ones here. Lots of good comments from our listeners tonight. Harold said, personal bias, personal bias can cause us to, well, I, I, that's the, I just, I don't want to believe that. I, what I wanted to believe is this. And so maybe I'll yeah. twist and turn and do some, some hermeneutical gymnastics to yeah. try and get the Bible to say yeah. what I want it to say because of my bias. I thought about naming the leper as soon as you read that. You that know? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. Behold, I, I thought. Yeah, behold, I thought. Yeah, that, that can't be. This. That can't be what I got to do. Right. I had something else planned. That's right. Yeah. Uh, misplaced loyalty. Yeah. Maybe that that's that family idea. Maybe there are some, some mm-hmm. folks that we look up to, our loyalties to men and not to God. Right. Uh, willful ignorance. We talked about that. Cowardice. Ah. That we hadn't talked about that one. I don't have the courage to accept truth. The, 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 the truth hurts sometimes. That's a really good point. It may may make it difficult for me. Maybe I'm just a coward. Human wisdom, certainly, and denominationalism. All of those are, are good points. Thank you, Harold, for that. Uh, Mohan in Illinois, uh, sin and not seeking God as they should keeps people from seeing the truth. Sin does, and and maybe not reverencing God like we should. Not uh, sanctifying him in our hearts like we should. Um, and then Kent says, numerous things can hinder one from acceptance and obedience of the tr- to the truth of God. Pride, a failure, to, fail, a failure to reason correctly and draw proper conclusions. Stubbornness, well, maybe that, that might have described us at times. A love of sin, having a greater love for family and friends than one's love for God and truth. Not thinking through the implications of sincerely held personal views. Okay. Not thinking it through. All right. Good comments from our listeners. We're over time for one more break. We're going to get a break. And um, we got to wrap this up with if if we can see the Bible alike, if we can come to the unity of the faith that Paul encourages us to come to, then that has some pretty 
significant consequences in this area of denominationalism and division that we see in the world. And we'll talk about that on the other side. Don't go anywhere. We'll go to the top of the hour right after this. Now you can listen to a podcast of a recent sermon every week. Find out more at collegeview.com. There's more of the virtual Bible study right after these important messages. I'm Greg Gwynn, a host of the Virtual Bible Study. Thanks for joining us for tonight's program. The Virtual Bible Study is presented weekly by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Each week on the Virtual Bible Study, we simply engage in the study of God's Word in an effort to better understand it, better understand how God views us, and better understand what He wants from us in our lives. We're not studying any creeds. We're not studying any books written by men. We're just studying the Bible. And we're trying to study the Bible alone without any of our opinions or wisdom mixed in. We're only interested in what our Creator has revealed to us in his word. We realize that we're fallible and cannot direct our own steps. As a result, what we think or feel doesn't really matter. All that matters is what God has said. So that's what the virtual Bible study is all about. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Thanks again for joining us tonight, and we'll hope you'll make plans to join us every Thursday night for the virtual Bible study. We're tracking the trends on the virtual Bible study. A new study found that six out of ten Protestant churches are plateaued or declining in attendance, and more than half saw fewer than ten people become new members in the past 12 months. Most have fewer than 100 people attending services each month. That's 57%. That includes 21% that average fewer than 50 Three out of five, 61% of churches, have faced a decline in worship attendance in the last three years. Almost half, 46%, report that giving decreased or stayed the same. That information is via Christianity Today. The Word of God says in Matthew 13, verse 15, For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Broadcasting around the world with truths that are out of this world. The Virtual Bible Study. Take it away, guys. We're back on the program tonight, going to the top of the hours. We look at the question, can we all understand the Bible alike? Can we all see the Bible alike? Not the, the view that we see in the religious world today where so many times we're told we're just going to have to agree to disagree. Uh, that's your truth. I have my truth. Uh, that's the way you see it. That's, this is the way I see it. Well, we can see it alike. The scriptures are clear on that. Uh, if we can't see that alike, God failed. Right. Just plain and simple. He was trying to write us a book that we could all understand, and he just couldn't get the job done. Uh, it just missed the mark. Sort of fell flat here. No, he got it right. We can understand it. And the scriptures are very clear that we can. Um, and so uh, there's there's some things that we need to, to learn about that from as we look at this, and, and, and we need to remind ourselves, I can understand this. And Josh, you and I can sit down at a table and we can study this and we can come to the same conclusion. Right. Now, we may not come to the same conclusion. It won't be God's fault. It won't be the Bible's yeah. fault. But some of the problems that we talked about uh, just now that could keep us from seeing the truth right. and obeying it. But I think the problem is if you and I sit down and we don't open the book, and I'll just tell you what I think about it, and you tell me what you think about it, you know, we're just going to be tossing around our, our think-sos. But if we open up the book and we read what it says and, and try to just do that, then we can come to the right understanding. I think that's the, the problem that we're talking about here. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, time for your thoughts, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. And one thing we've got to notice here as we conclude the study tonight is that this is just not about everybody else, Josh. It's about me. And I've got to make sure that I'm seeing the truth of God's Word. All of those problems that we talked about that could hinder people from seeing the truth, 
That may be me. That may be mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to do some personal evaluation here. Make sure that we're not guilty of that, that we are honestly coming to the Scriptures sincerely, desiring to know God's will, and we're willing to accept it, whatever it says. It may say that I've been wrong for 50 years, and that I've made, I've made all kinds of wrong decisions. If it says that, it says that. I need to accept it, and I need to make a change. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Timothy's in the chat room says, the Bible is my standard. Why do we argue so much when the word of God is the truth? Let's agree. It's right there in front of us to see clearly. That's got to be the standard. That's got to be the approach, Timothy. Doesn't matter what I've believed in the past, what I've done, what do the scriptures say? Right. And if that's my uh, approach then I will be able to see. And, and if we truth. can get people with honest hearts to agree to that and sit down and read it and believe it, then we would have unity like, like we've been talking about. All right. Thank you for that, Timothy. Um, so what does it say about denominationalism, Josh? Well, we referenced it, I think, but uh, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 10, said, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, uh, but he talked to them about the divisions that they had, and, and he goes on to explain it. People were saying in verse 12, I'm of Paul and I'm of Apollos, I'm of Cephas. You know, they, they kind of separated themselves out into different divisions, and, and he said, you know, basically that is not what needs to happen. Uh, you need to be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. There would be no divisions among you. Denomination, I mean, the, the word literally means different divisions of things. And so that would directly contradict what Paul was talking about. We're talking about unity, one, you know, one church, one faith. And denominationalism says, well, there can be many. You know, we, we can all, we don't have to believe the same thing. We can all do different things and it'll all be okay. And that just contradicts what Paul said there. And notice what's causing the division. It's when I'm following some man right. instead of the absolute right. standard. I'm going to I'm going to pair up with this preacher, you pair up with that one. Mm-hmm. Wait, we're not unified anymore. Yeah. We got to be unified in the same mind and the same judgment. Uh and so that's 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 the goal here. But clearly the division that we see in the religious world today is not what Paul says was acceptable. No. And therefore God says it's not acceptable. No. Yeah, well I just think it's amazing that people would would argue that it's okay and even good. Uh, you can just you can just picture Paul saying, "No, no way, it shouldn't be like that at all." Yeah, yeah. He's, he's saying, I'm, I'm of this group. I'm of that group. Yeah. Well, you know, Paul would say, "No, you just need to be of Christ." I'm a I'm an X Y Z Christian, Correct. and you're an elemental P Christian. Yeah. No, we've got yeah. to be unified. Um, Jim in Kentucky says, "In learning the truth, I must separate myself from the world and those who would influence me to do wrong, and some are unwilling to do this." Oh, no, sorry, sorry. The Bible can be understood, and thus when Jesus prayed for all to be one in John 17, verse 21, he rebuked the idea of denominations or division. When Paul rebuked the Corinthians for their sectarian attitude, he, being guided by the Holy Spirit, rebuked the idea of denominations. Denominations exist so that different doctrines can be taught, but those doctrines contradict God's word. It is easier thus for men to teach that it is difficult for us all to understand the Bible alike and cling to their denominational doctrines than to admit we can all understand God's word, which would force them to admit their error and require they give up their denominationalism. Denominations are simply the spirit of Judges 21, verse 25, applied in the religious world. Every man doing what is right in his own eyes. Uh, and, And I like that idea. 
denominations teach different things or else they wouldn't be different denominations. They teach and practice different things. That is not seeing the Bible alike. And if we can see the Bible alike, then we are not permitted to teach and practice different doctrines. Yeah. So that, so they see a group and say, I like what that group does for the most part, but there's this one thing I don't like about their group. Let's go start a new one, and we'll 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 change that one thing I don't like. And then that happens thousands and thousands of times, and then we get to today in 2021, and we've got however many denominations there are today. But if we just go back and say, let's, let's just throw all that aside, and let's just look at the Bible and do what the Bible says to do, then we could... We could wipe all those out and we don't all have, be unified. We don't have to be divided. That's right. If we'll all just say, this is truth. Yeah, that's we our can, standard. We can come to a common understanding yeah. of it, like Paul instructed us yeah. to. Paul wasn't telling us to do something that was impossible. Yeah. He didn't tell us to jump over the moon. He told us to do something we could do, right. and that is be perfectly unified. Right. We can. We can understand the Bible. It tells us, Dwight and Michelle says, that denominations are wrong because each of them have their own creed because they do not see the Bible as their authority. When we decide what is right and wrong without authority of God's word, we can add or take away whatever we want. That's why there are so many denominations. Harold says it is ungodly, sinful, and a rejection of, the, of all the nature, characteristics, and attributes of God uh, that we would be divided. Uh, Mohan tells us, this tells us denominations are unbiblical. Calvinists may believe that only elect can see the truth instead of everyone else. That's true. There, there are some who say, well, you, could, you can't see it because God didn't choose for you to see it. Uh, and then finally, Kent tonight says, a basic understanding of the scriptures will lead one to the proper conclusion of the sinfulness of denominationalism and the oneness and singular nature of the New Testament church. John 17, 20 through 21 Matthew 16, 18 through 19, Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, Ephesians 4, verse 4, and Ephesians 5, verse 23. Good comments tonight uh, from our listeners, uh, Josh. Uh, I, we we were co- commenting during one of the breaks. An enormous amount of, st- of, of contributions here uh, to... Uh, the discussion tonight with all of these good comments. Yeah, it makes the show show better for everybody. Yeah, it makes it easier on you and me, too. That's right. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but and I appreciated your input tonight, Josh. Yeah, thank good, you for having good me. Good study with you. It was a good study. being with you. Uh, Kyle, thanks for being here. Kyle, anything else from you tonight? No, it's a good study. I think it's, yeah. It's fundamental. It is. It's not, you know, this isn't anything that's advanced. This is fundamental. We've got to start with this foundation that we can understand right. the Bible That's and right. we can understand it alike mm-hmm. so that we can work towards that goal of being unified like Paul said we should be, like Jesus prayed that we would be, like God wants his followers to be. It's got to start with that foundation. that We can't understand God's standard, his will, and he didn't write it in such a way that no one could understand it. We can. We need to be working diligently on that. All right. Thanks again, guys. Uh, Thank you for joining us on the program tonight. Hope you benefited from our study and discussion of God's Word. Hope you make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And in the meantime, we encourage you, Put God first in your life, study his inspired word of the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College 
College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.